Hello, welcome to Grady's Outdoor Podcast. Today we will be talking about how management of deer is a good thing. First, I will go over how there are many health benefits to the deer. This can come from them receiving more nutritious foods than what would be found in the wild, or that you can provide bucks with the protein needed for their antlers. Another thing is that the health of the does. You can give them minerals needed for fawning season, which can help benefit the outcome of the does and their fawns. Next, I will talk about the management of the population and how that can benefit the deer. This is because without population management, the deer will basically just run free and all the resources will be depleted due to, due to overgrazing. Also, population management can benefit a certain gender of deer because if, say, there's just one sex of deer and the other, say that you have 20 does and only have one buck. With population management, you can create that balance between does and bucks. Another topic that we will discuss is why hunting is both good and bad for managing deer. Some people believe that hunting alters the deer's natural ways, but then also people believe that hunting can help benefit the deer overall. And then lastly, we will dive into the topic of how deer management can even bring you in some money. Okay, so the first reason we are going to talk about is the health. So, deer can have many different health, I guess, advancements in when managing them. You can provide the deer with a more nutritious food than what would be found in the wild. So say I live in a area, it's mainly just hardwoods, there's not many open space, and the only really food source the deers are getting is acorns. Well, a whole deer population can't just survive on acorns. So you can provide them with corn piles, protein, you can even plant food plots, which help benefit the overall health of the deer. Also, you can provide protein feeders for bucks antler growth. Many um, hunters use this because it gets the antlers to optimal size, length, and it, and it can even strengthen the buck's health. And then lastly, you can put minerals out for does during fauna season. This can give the, the does uh, the minerals needed to feed their fawns. Secondly, we'll talk about population. Managing the deer population can keep an area from having too many deer or just too many deer of one gender. And if you have that excess of population, this can lead to a depletion of resources, the spread of disease at a faster rate, and this can even disrupt other wildlife communities. This is because the population will consume more than a stable population. According to silencedaily.com, deer can disrupt wildlife communities such as forest songbirds by eating away their habitat in a new study published by in landscape and urban planning researchers show that areas in the eastern u.s with high deer numbers tend to have fewer birds that need forest shrubs this is because with that high deer population they're eating away the, the birds habitat another point that i would like to add on is that if the population increases then there will be more human interactions with the deer this can lead to more car accidents more deer eating your mom's flowers or it can even cause deer disturbing your crops say i'm a farmer and i have this nice cornfield but if the population of deer isn't managed 
those deer can just wipe out my cornfield. The next reason we are going to talk about is why hunting is bad. Many people believe that hunting is bad for management of deer because you are taking away the deer's natural, natural ways and its natural life. This means the deer cannot live freely like they would have been without management. According to PETA.com, hunting for deer causes the deer's life and decisions to be changed by someone else. This is saying that basically the de- you're, you're deciding how the deer should live rather than they're deciding how they should live. Another reason as to why hunting can be bad for their management is that if too many deer are taken out, then the population numbers will dwindle. For example, many hunters only want to only want to kill that that big buck. So say they shoot all the bucks, then that means the doe population is just going to skyrocket and then the the buck population, I mean it's going to be basically non-existent. So and this is mainly because because of hunting. And then this can lead into the excess amount of other species like cottontail rabbits or even the decrease in species like coyotes because if the does don't have their 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 mate buddy then the does are going to go and search for the bucks and then this can cause the say the cottontail rabbit will will flourish because they won't have that competition between the deer and eating what the deers also eat but it can cause the coyote population to deflourish because the coyote population won't have any of that any any of its food because the deers are all gone and then lastly the um hunting can be bad for the management of deer because some people just shoot whatever and then they'll shoot anything and then that won't allow the deers to replenish itself but although that some people may argue that deer hunting is a bad thing because it can alter the other species of wildlife, cause an imbalance in the deer population, or because the deer population is being controlled by an outside factor. Many people believe that hunting is a good thing. This is because hunting can actually benefit the management of deer and help provide in, in a great detail as to why it is a good thing. For example, say if you have a population of only one certain gender of deer, management can cause this imbalance to come to a steady rate. So if I have 35 does for every one buck, I can wipe out a bunch of those does and only have three does to one buck, which is a lot more stable ratio. And then this can be done by using proper techniques to only take out the does or even causing the does to move somewhere else. And then, but the main factor as to why hunting is great for deer management is that it can help balance the predator aspect so without proper removal through the hunting on predators and fawns then the fawns can easily be targeted by let's say the coyote and then this can lead to all the fawns being taken out if you have a high predator population and then you have no deer that will advance in those age and soon all your deer will die out because None are coming up through those, those years. 
According to Realtree.com, without the management of the predator population through hunting, the predator population will skyrocket, causing the fawn ratio for that year to drop drastically. So basically what this quote is saying that without hunting the predators, then the deer population will fall due to less fawns being produced every year. Lastly, my fifth reason as to why managing deer is a good thing, because it can save you lots of money. This is because it can keep you from having to plant many crops. Like I was saying earlier, with if I have this cornfield, I may not have a thousand acres, but if I have 40 acres, a deer population can completely wipe out can completely wipe that out. But if I have a managed deer population, rather than all my 40 acres being wiped out, most of it won't, and that way I'll be able to capitalize and sell my crops without it all being destroyed. And then managing deer can also keep you from having to spend more money on the hunting season. This is because if you have a stable managed property, you won't have to put out corn every year. You won't have to throw out that protein every year and the deer can flourish based on what you've done to your property. And the main factor is if you have a well-managed property, you can capitalize and sell hunts on your property. This can, this can benefit you because say if I have that high doe population, I'll, I can sell a hunt to somebody and they can go take out those does and that benefits me because one, they're paying me to hunt on my property and they're help managing my, managing my property in that, that doe to buck ratio. And according to bookyourhunt.com, the average pay deer hunt in South Carolina is just over $2,000 per hunt. So if I have 15 hunters hunting on my property, helping me manage and balance my population, I'm doing pretty good. Say I've read about landowners setting up contracts where hunters come pay to pay on to come pay to hunt on their land, and they will take out the deer, the deer you want want what you want gone. So in conclusion, I hope that you realize that managing deer population is a good thing. I also hope that it, that if you plan on managing your own property, you will take in consideration in helping your deer through the health benefits that we've talked about, from giving them nutrition nutrients providing food for the deer and even giving bucks the protein needed for antler growth i also hope that you will use the techniques that we talked about on population and how it can how if you have a high population or low population it can deal or break your overall deer habitat and with a few simple fixes your population your population and deer in your area will be happy and both you and the deer themselves will be happy also and then lastly, I wish that if you choose to manage your own property, that you find a way to capitalize off of it. This is because there are many economic benefits that result from, manage from the management of deer. And then lastly, if you only remember one thing, I hope that it, that it is managing deer is something that's not hard to learn. It's not very costly, and it's not even that labor-intensive, but that it is the best way to have a wonderful deer through the country. Signing off, Gray Davis. Hello everyone, my name is Jillian, and welcome to my Marine Pollution Podcast. Today, I'm going to be discussing endangered wildlife due to pollution, specifically marine pollution. A big ethical issue we have had for many years and still have today. We have all sorts of pollution, such as oil spills, wastewater, plastic, and many more. Pollution is endangering lots of ocean wildlife, and all of this pollution is us people's fault 
and we could potentially prevent less endangered wildlife. The species I would like to talk about today would be sea turtles. Sea turtles started to become endangered in 1970, and as you probably know, they are still in danger right now. The main source of pollution that is killing them is plastic. Last year, in 2021, there was estimated to be at least 367 billion pounds of plastic in the world's oceans. Sadly, it is not only the consumption of plastic that poses a threat to these marine reptiles, but when turtles get entangled in plastic debris, they risk choking to death, losing limbs, and generally injuring themselves. Imagine walking into your kitchen and grabbing your favorite snack. It looks like food and it tastes like food, right? And it's normally what you go for. This is what sea turtles do every single day. They mistake plastic for jellyfish, which is something they eat quite often, and they get caught in plastic bags. They make sharp they mistake sharp plastic for food, and it is harming them in other ways as well. When sea turtles eat sharp plastic, it can make them unnaturally buoyant which messes up their growth and can lead to slow reproduction rates, which is already endangering them as is. And this plastic can actually rupture their insides, causing blockage in their intestines, and can even pierce their intestinal, intestinal wall, which leads to internal bleeding, which obviously leads them to dying. In other cases, plastic in their guts may damage a turtle's ability to absorb food and nutrients and weakening the animal over time, which can also and has also led to them dying. Nearly 1,000 sea turtles die annually because of plastic, and every single turtle has a 22% chance of dying from ingesting plastic or coming across plastic, getting tangled in it. Although we use plastic every day in our lives and we use it everywhere and it's around us all the time there are many things we can do to make this percentage go down and save some of our wildlife if people took it more seriously and we all worked together people are carelessly littering all around the world littering in the oceans on beaches and just carelessly littering out their windows and littering on the ground and just plain out littering everywhere, not thinking twice about it every single day. In fact, every 60 seconds, we dump the equivalent of one garbage garbage truck into the ocean. Research shows that for every kilogram of plankton in the ocean, there are six kilograms of plastic, which means that the plastic is overpowering the um plankton so there's more plastic there's more plastic in the ocean than there is plankton and if we continue on with this this could mean that there will be more plastic than fish in the world's oceans by weight in 2050 which is not good if recycling got bigger and more talked about then this could potentially resolve this issue And if bigger laws would get put on littering, not just laws such as getting a minor fine if you're getting caught littering because people like to just throw trash out their windows and put trash anywhere, um, since a lot of people carelessly do that, or just throwing plastic anywhere on the ground, then this would help save these wildlife's lives. Because I don't think that a minor fine is doing enough 
and we really don't want our oceans to overpower with plastic. Not only does recycling reduce pollution, but it also conserves energy, reduces air pollution, reduces greenhouse gas, and it conserves natural resources. Another issue is fast food chains all around the world. If you think about how many fast food chains we have just around us, compared to all the fast food chains in the world, they use plastic cups, plastic straws, plastic bags, plastic containers, and more. So think about how many of these plastic items are dumped into trash or littered every single day. These could all get switched out for less harmful things to animals, such as paper or just any alternative for plastic. There's actually a whole lot we could do about this issue if everyone took this matter more seriously. And sea turtles and other animals are in danger, and they can only be helped from us people because plastic is man-made, so we are indeed the issue. I think we could really make a good change for these animals one day while getting these percentages down and making the entire world as a whole a better place for not only the endangered animals and endangered wildlife, but for us too, and for our future, because we really do not want trash overflowing the oceans in about 30 years. 30 years is not far away, and if we just maintain our normal lifestyles, then in 30 years, that's what is going to happen. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope this made you want to help these animals too, and I hope this made you take the subject of littering in general a lot more seriously and take it into consideration.